This is a HeadGum Podcast. It's Jake and Demir, killing themselves in Starbucks since yeah, it's Jake and Demir, being a beast in that regard and protecting our anonymity. If I were you, I would take their advice, because Amir's a Jew and Jake's never had sex with the same person twice. All right. Hey, I'm still clapping. That was fun. That was a good theme song. You guys, welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Jake, with you. Are you in a rush? No, I'm just, I decided I'm going to, I'm going to kind of lead this one. All right. I'm going to host it. Okay. You got to first, you just got to tell me who did the song. <laughs> Joseph Cigna. Joseph Cigna, thank you for the song. As always, we are, we are loving the theme songs coming in from the fans. We start uh-huh. every episode with a brand new theme song. That one came to you from, Joseph Signa. What is the show, you ask? He has a band camp we need to promote. All right. Well, dude, you got to kind of give me that <laughs> shit. Before. Yeah, right. bandcamp.com. All right. Don't steamroll me. josephsigna.bandcamp.com. Uh, welcome to the podcast. This is fun. I can be the host. You don't have to say this is right. fun. Usually <laughs> we just talk about yeah. it. And if, if it's fun, people I'm gonna think host it's it. fun. I'm going to host it. Okay. Uh, the, welcome to If I Were You, the Only Advice Podcast on the internet, hosted by us. I am your host, Jake. <laughs> and I'm Amir. <laughs> it's and, funny, I didn't know that I was hosting it before. I didn't yeah. realize how much work I did until yeah. you tried no, you to take did. it over. <laughs> right. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so relaxing when I just sit here and let you say everything. Yeah, this is great. Let's keep it going. Uh, so... What is the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Every week. Well, usually we have a little banter before we get okay. into the discussion. How's your week going? <laughs> what? <laughs> How's your week going? It's Sunday night. This is literally the end then of the week. Then how is your week gone? <laughs> I, don't, I don't correct you every step of the way. Okay. Uh, the week was good. I'm um, in a shit mood you host. <laughs> uh, how was the week? Oh, this is something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, I guess we have we're we're coming back on Thursday, so we will have one episode this week before the Super Bowl. Oh, but nice. I think I'm ready to make uh my decision slash consolation. Whoa! All right, yeah, because you know that I want to bet um, Carolina, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So I did some soul searching. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I've decided that I will take the Broncos to win. Just straight up. Yeah. Why? A <laughs> uh, couple reasons. One. Um, I've had I had the favorite in the first Super Bowl and I lost. Then in the second one, it was a pick'em, no spread at all, and I lost. So I figured let's switch it up a little bit. I'll go for the underdog. Maybe I'll I'll change my luck by by taking the underdog. Wow. Two, uh, eighty percent of the bets I read online are coming in for Carolina, and usually when the public has a huge favorite like that, they're wrong. Uh, that is to say, Denver will probably keep it close. They're, it's probably it's m- more likely that Carolina will win, but, but I th- it's, it's not going to be the blowout that everyone thinks. Yeah, it will everyone's be. betting, betting, betting on Carolina, where the line even moved. Denver is now getting six points, so I should be getting six points. Wow! But I'm willing to lay that down. You should be. Is Denver plus six? Denver plus six. Yeah. Man, that is a huge spread. <laughs> now you're willing to give me some points. No, now I want Denver. <laughs> uh, no, I'll take the bet. Would you rather have Carolina or Denver plus six? Um, I don't know. Denver plus six is kind of tempting. <laughs> right, because if it's close, you win. Yeah. Either way. Right. And yeah. I, I, even though Carolina is 
been score. They it feels like they score a ton in the first half and not so much in the second. And well, I and I yeah. trust Peyton Manning to at least try to ma- mount a comeback. I, let's do let's do straight up. I I get Carolina. You get the Broncos. <laughs> okay, shake on it. Yeah, this is it's happening now. Here we go. It was the really small shake. It was, it was so a pinch. Tiny. We pinched each other. Crab claws. Uh, all right. What is this show, actually? This is If I Were You. It's an advice podcast. It's actually the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. I know I already said that. Uh, people email us. They are in dire consequences. Dire situations, I mean, not consequences. They're facing dire con- Fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> They're facing dire consequences. They're in sticky situations. And they need our advice. The email they email <laughs> is if I were you show at gmail.com. What's the email they email? They email, an email. us at an email if I were you show at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, and this is what we do. We help people. It's that easy. Let us begin. Uh, this first person, let's just make up a name for him. Uh, I'll start. Yeah. Uh Standin Dan. Standin Dan. Standin Dan. Standin Dan. Hey Dan, what you doing over there? Standin'. I'm standing over there, Dan. I'm just standing over here. What do you do then, Dan? Standin. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do then, Dan? I'll strangle someone and then I'm just standing. Who that, Dan? <laughs> I strangled a person in that, but now I'm just standing. What do you do then, Dan? <laughs> I kill people, but then I stand. Why you done do that, Dan, Dan? <laughs> why do I stand? Why do oh, you I done Dan, <laughs> Dan, them, Dan? Oh, why do I strangle them? No. Why did you Dan strangle Dan? <laughs> Dan. <laughs> hey guys, love the show. I'm not exactly your target age, I think. Anyway, here's my sticky situation. God, even thinking about it now makes me cringe. Ooh, I love it already. I was talking to my friend this morning. We were talking about how chat apps sometimes have weird bugs in them. He told me that one time he was flicking through some old photos in a WhatsApp group chat, and another friend who was also in that same group was suddenly getting notifications as though those old photos were being sent again. My face turned completely red when he told me this, because suddenly I realized that I've been flicking through old photos of my ex-girlfriend a lot. I mean, way too much. It's not like I'm obsessed or anything. We broke up over a year ago, and I'm doing just fine, and I'm sure she's doing fine too. But sometimes, when I'm home alone, I get a little nostalgic, and I open up old chats on WhatsApp, and I look at the photos. These photos aren't too raunchy or anything. Well, maybe a little bit. Oh my god, I'm mortified that she would have gotten notifications whenever I'd be looking at her old photos. What do you guys think I should do? Should I call her and try to gauge whether she's noticed anything? Is there anything I can say to make me look less lurky? I, I We haven't been in touch uh, much after we broke up, so every bit of contact is very awkward, at least at first. Thanks, Standin' Dan. Standin' Dan. Uh, that's really funny. I remember when, like, even relatively recently, sometimes, like, I I still feel this way, but, like, when you send a text to somebody, like, sometimes it goes to the wrong person. What do you mean? You ever had that happen to you? Like a glitch? Like, send a text to Jeff, and it'll go to Marty or something? What? Never. Why? Never. It's happened to me before, uh, a long time ago. Like, you're not accidentally sending a text? You're No, literally, like, I'm responding just... to a text. Or, no, I'm not. Like, it's usually a, new, a brand new text. Yeah. I type it out. Say I'm, I type it to you. Yeah. And it will just go to someone else <laughs> that I've texted recently. I 
what? It's happened that, to me twice in my life. <laughs> and and it's not you Both saying times accidentally I sent you to Marty. I accidentally sent right. it to someone No, else. it's not that. You sent it to me and it was delivered to a different phone yeah. number and not to my phone number? Yes. Okay. It's it's <laughs> happened to I me I skeptically before. okay it. It's, it's 100% <laughs> happened. Uh, but uh, it's really scary. It's right. very scary to the right. point where even now, like when I write a text that's like, uh, raunchy or something. I'm like a little nervous that it's not going to go That it's going right. to do the thing yeah, where it goes just to like, someone else. Yeah. Well, this is... In, a even, wire gets crossed. This is another thing, which is like read receipts. A lot of apps uh, have read receipts, which is kind of dangerous. Like I know WhatsApp has like, it's been delivered. And then another one that says, it's been read. Right. And you can't really get... I don't know if you can get rid of that. I don't use WhatsApp enough. But even iMessage, text messages, a lot of people have... Not a lot, but some have read receipts. Yeah. You can tell when something's been read, yeah, which weird. is a dangerous game. Yeah, turn off your read receipts, folks. That's Read receipts are for like parents who don't know how to turn it off. Right. And like uh, people in loving relationships that have nothing to hide. Yeah, but even... Like think, a lot of married friends I have, no, have read receipts. It's true. Like when that's when you really have, that's like when you have kids. I don't even know. I'll always keep my read receipts <laughs> off. I don't care how loving a relationship I get in. Like the one last semblance of freedom I have is that you don't know when I've read your message. <laughs> Everything I want else the room, is an open book. I want the room to lie. Like if I just felt like doing something else. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get your text until yeah. now. Like a girlfriend texts you like, Hey, like, what do you want for dinner? But I was like, on my way to McDonald's or yeah, something. Yeah, and then I'll like, respond in half an hour and say, I ate. Uh, yeah, exactly. But if there's a read receipt, it's like, wait, you you ate? Why don't you respond when you read mm-hmm. it? Yeah, you got to be careful with the <laughs> uh, that's a for Fear the read receipts. Stanton Dan, I don't think he is in a position where he needs to tell his girlfriend. Right. No, definitely not. I think, like... If she knows, then she knows, and calling won't help. And if mm-hmm. she doesn't know, then calling makes it. And chances are, she worse. doesn't know because, like, you can you can also hide behind the fact that this app app is glitchy. Like, right. off chance she texts you and she's like, "This is so weird. WhatsApp has been like sending me these pictures. Are you are you resending them?" And then you say oh my god that's so weird i'm getting the same thing i yeah. thought they were from you it's weird and i always get it saturday night at 145 you know the <laughs> saddest time is there a sadder time yeah. than saturday at 145 no big deal i'm very good i just sometimes when i'm alone feel nostalgic you meant to write lonely <laughs> Lonely and or horny. Just reading your fucking old ch- WhatsApp chats, checking the checking the pictures that were sent to you. Although if she if if an ex an ex got like if you got read receipts that said like your ex girlfriend is looking at photos of you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be mad or anything. I wouldn't be no, not mad. You wouldn't like, be creeped out. I would feel bad for them. Right, Which I'm sure this guy doesn't want his girlfriend to feel sorry for him. Yeah, but then what do you reply? Hey, by the way, don't feel sorry for me. I'm just uh, sometimes nostalgic. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just, I, you can, she doesn't know this is happening. And if, if like, what I'm, yeah, she doesn't know this is happening. Uh, even if she is getting those alerts, alerts, she doesn't know that it's happening. Yeah. It's either she's getting the alerts and she's like, I wonder what's going on. Or it's not coming in. And chances are, just because it happened to your friend once, it's not definitely happening to your girlfriend. This feels like one of those situations where you jump to the worst possible 
conclusion and then assumed that it happened. Yeah, then you call to not even apologize, but to just gauge whether she noticed yeah. anything. It's and like, hey, oh, shit, what's she's up? Acting, she's acting pissed, but you're actually <laughs> acting sketchy. Have you noticed anything? Just, I don't know, generally? I'm just trying to gauge whether yeah, you Yeah, Dan, you're really weirding me out. I knew it! <laughs> no, the phone call is. Not the fact that you've been... Oh, yes, I have noticed that you've been looking at photos at 201 a.m. on a Friday night. Uh, and then his follow-up question, is there anything I can say to make me look less lurky? No, that's yeah. why you shouldn't call. Say nothing. Uh, we haven't been in touch after we broke up, so every bit of contact is very awkward. You could also delete this uh, thread because there's not really anything good that can come of it. It sounds like you aren't letting yourself move on as much as you might think. Uh, and there's the chance that it's sending the pictures to your ex. Furthermore, sometime down the line, you get a new girlfriend. Maybe she stumbles across these old racy text she might be a little mad yeah that's the thing like what good you, are the texts doing on your phone when do you get rid of this stuff when do you unfollow them on instagram when do you throw away the gifts yeah. do you throw away the gifts what if it's an item of clothes it is a slight subconscious reminder but you still like to wear it do i have to throw it away hmm. i get i unfollow pretty instantly and i get rid of everything pretty instantly everything uh, there's some times where, like, actually, I think I still have, like, some shoeboxes of ex-girlfriend stuff, like, in my closet at my parents' house. Your time capsule. Yeah, but it's not because I am, like, that's just because I haven't been there in a while. Yeah. And then, like, once Don't you- throw it away either, though. <laughs> Mommy, if you're listening, don't go in my closet. <laughs> I just haven't gotten to throwing it away yet. There, It's, like, we're, I'm at the point right now where it's not important, but maybe in... 50 years it'll be kind of interesting to see maybe it won't be who cares (laughs) this is you talking to a current girlfriend why are we even talking about this baby whether i want to see it in 50 years 19 different shoe boxes she won't (laughs) try to make me throw away flies buzzing around all of them there's only shit in them oh i forgot you collect your ex-girlfriend's shit yeah i'm a feces enthusiast that's awesome thanks uh all right do you want to answer another question yeah uh, here's an interesting non-relationship one. Oh, cool. Uh, you want to make up a name for this guy? Sure. Kavarkin Duval. Kavarkin Duval. Yeah, Duval. Is that is he related to Stand and Dan? Like is Kavarkin like a verb? Kavarkin Stand and Duvan Dan. <laughs> All right. He's Norwegian. Uh huh. He's a Danish. Yep. Kavark- He's a Dane. Kavarkin writes. I was at work the other day and I brought some leftover steak for lunch. I had a fork in my cubicle, but no knife. We have a cafe in our building where I could get a knife, so I walked down to get one. The problem is, how does one walk around a public space, get a knife, and then walk back by a bunch of people with said knife? As a 20-something white man, I'm afraid of the demographic that does a lot of mass stabbings and twisted shit you hear about on the national news. I'm afraid that if someone saw me walking around my workplace with a knife, they might fear my intentions. But I'm just trying to eat my lunch. Should I put it in my pocket? Then it just looks like I'm trying to conceal a knife, which could be far worse. Thanks, and advise me next t- no, what to do next time I need a knife at work. Love, Kevorkin. Very easy. 
I think let's play a game where we each come up with one sentence answer. <laughs> okay. To this question. One sentence answer? Yeah. Uh, all right. Next time you need a knife at work, why don't you <laughs> blank? Okay. Because uh, <laughs> I think I have the solution. Uh, I have a solution that's not... Okay, what's your solution? Do you want to say it at the same time so that people can't understand it, either one of us? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay. Next one, time you need, need a, a knife, knife at work, work why go to don't the cafeteria you just... <laughs> and take a and take fork, fork and, and knife and that a way spoon and a napkin. Yeah, that way yeah. you think you're taking cutlery. We have the same exact answer. <laughs> actually, this is actually good advice for someone that wants to stab a lot of people. Oh, shit. You walk around with a knife, people are going to fucking fear that. Right. They're going to fear your intentions. So what you, you got to conceal it in plain sight. That's right. You come to work with a fork, a knife, and a spoon. You start stabbing people with the spoon first people think you're, you're gonna joking. do that stab yourself in the face though first with a spoon yeah dude yeah try not to stab nobody I re- use a real herb if you do that i remember my mom like 10 years ago got a knife confiscated from a like a food pack that she like packed for uh, a flight oh really yeah she's like but it's just a fork and a knife she's like yeah you can't have a knife and she's like oh yeah okay i guess that makes sense was it a sharp knife uh i guess maybe it was like a it was like a metal butter knife wow yeah forks are pretty sharp too yeah you ever been in the airport and at a restaurant they give you a plastic uh plastic knife and a metal fork yeah it's like what are they what, that seems kind of weak and you can do a lot like, of damage with a metal fork who's calling you my father <laughs> he wants to corroborate the <laughs> the story uh this guy it's yeah it uh he's he's good he could just you could also just bring the entire steak down to the cafeteria oh yeah that's good or you can just lift up the steak and eat it with your hands mm-hmm. uh and then if people ask you what you're eating say you're eating an invisible bread steak sandwich and that's like, fun. what do you mean by that and, and then if like, they don't get that you stab them <laughs> with a fucking spoon <laughs> with a spork you stab them in the eye um not a lot of possible answers to this but i wanted to answer just in case because these questions are just as important as the guy who's like stalking his girlfriend yeah i agree i love that people struggle with the minutia of everyday life yeah <laughs> and i'm here to offer little life hacks and tips <laughs> for either people who are misunderstood or people that want to stab people mm-hmm. uh life right. hacks and tips because i smoke packs and spliffs whoa yeah you know, it's kind of cool. <laughs> what but, else? That I'm a smoker and... Life hacks and tips. Because I, I smoke packs and spliffs. I, uh, I, and my back is ripped. Yeah, my back and is my, ripped. I smoke And my sack and is clipped. Your sack is clipped? Yeah, like I, I have like a gun nuts. down the front of my pants. So like I'm, uh, that's my clip <laughs> and my Glock. I, it, and I don't know if it? that's like actual slang, but I'm sort of trying to make... Like my sack is clipped. Sack, because like when I hear heat. sack is clipped, it sounds like you sewed your ball, your ball sack yeah, to like stapled, have two separate... I stapled my nut to right. my thigh. Yeah, it's clipped. Mm-hmm. So it has two separate, like two distinct That's not what balls. I meant when I said that. <laughs> yeah. And then the Pax and Spliffs is fine. Pax and Spliffs was cool. My back, back is ripped. ripped. That's pretty That's good. good. Uh, uh, my sack is, uh, is treat, cl- yeah. clipped. Was not great. My I'll, sack is. I treat. Oh wax. my! Yeah, my sack is dipped. Like I, I dip my balls in your mouth or something. Yeah, my sack is dipped. Yeah, my sack is dipped. 
my That's back cool. is ripped, my sack is dipped. Uh, and then how do you get out of that rhyming scheme? Like, where do you go from there? And I attack your lip, like blip, blip, blip. Oh. Yo, I go. <laughs> <laughs> so it always ends up with yo. Yeah, like yeah. when you're done with everything, you, you just say, say yo. yo. And then stuff rhymes with yo. Yeah, of course. Of like course. go, I, which I mentioned. <laughs> I mean, that was all off the top of the dome, and, I, and I'd appreciate an attaboy. I wouldn't mind achieving uh, some level of dap for that. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, let's get to... Gut punch. <laughs> Glossing over... No. <laughs> my request. <laughs> my on- I actually want my request to be honored. <laughs> for the... The dapper, the, dap, the, at, or the dapper otherwise. The at of boy. <laughs> what does atta stand for? What is atta short for? Atta. At the boy. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, uh, it, can, it probably comes from that a boy, which is like, that's, that's, wait a minute, that's <laughs> the boy. So it that's started off guy. saying, that's the boy. That's my boy. And then yeah. at a boy. Yeah. And then at a boy. <laughs> uh that's true don't that's, bother looking it up that's my boy that's a boy <laughs> at a boy etymology and then holler at your boy holler <laughs> uh I'll, I'll name this guy okay uh howard dean, dean hughes <laughs> the third right I'm a 22-year-old guy doing a postgraduate degree at Sussex University, and I'm living with my ex. It gets better. It's just the two of us. The reason for this is because we both try to apply for on-campus accommodations, but were turned down due to the amount of applicants this year. She suggested we live together as we both Uh, as we're both back to being good friends with one another at this point, nine months post-breakup. And we thought at this point it would be nice to live with other people that we knew to be clean and quiet as our workload would be pretty tough this year. Now, she's with another guy who has liked her for some time and doesn't like me very much purely because I'm the ex and he's always staying around. When I asked why she can't go to his... She said that it has something to do with a living situation, but she couldn't say what. It's gotten to the point where he has his own towel here, toothbrush, and sometimes food in the fridge. They normally barely see or they normally stay in her room, but I still live here and I'm uncomfortable with the amount of time someone else is in the house. I barely see her anymore. I get five-minute chats at most before she goes back to her boyfriend who's waiting in her room. She never wants to hang out, and as a result, I don't even see her as a friend anymore. Ideally, I would like the other guy to stop coming around so often, maybe three nights a week max, but she's a very reactive person, and I know that she'll think that this is because I'm jealous. What should I do? Love, Howard Dean Hughes III. Ha, ooh. That is a, uh, that's a... That's a humdinger. Well, the guy with the knife is really my speed tonight. <laughs> this guy deserves what he got. Like, he's living with a, his ex-girlfriend. He's like, but it actually hasn't worked out. It's weird and uncomfortable, and I don't know what to yeah. do. And this what guy is... thinks I'm jealous because I don't want him around, but I don't want him around. Yeah. I think you're jealous, too, quite frankly. Which is pretty natural because... <laughs> 
you know, you probably do harbor some jealous feelings for an ex, and usually those things will subside because you don't spend a lot of time with the ex unless you're living with your ex and watching the guy who she's fucking come over and he's there, and then you have to smell his <laughs> towel when you're in the shower and see his leftovers. So I do understand the inclination to be a little upset. Um, next question. Hugh, <laughs> uh, you you got yourself into this mess, unfortunately, and I don't know if you can set a rule that says no no boyfriends over uh over three nights a week. Yeah, no, you have to move out, and that's fine. And 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 it sounds like you are actually mad that he's around. Like it's not mm-hmm. like you don't care and he does. Right, because it's it's aside from the towel and the food, they're actually not really taking over the space very much. Yeah, you you just are relegated to five minute chats with your ex, which is actually roughly the length they should be. Yeah, you shouldn't be talking to your ex that much at all at all, let alone your you're the one that you live with for some odd reason. Her new boyfriend's doing you a favor. It because is weird now the... you're talking to her the amount that's a little healthier. Imagine dating a girl and then she lives with her ex-boyfriend. How little would you want to be at their house? Like I would never ever ever go there. I would never ever want to see him. I would never want to be there. Yeah. Why is that the default home? It seems like in every relationship there's a default home, one that you naturally Something gravitate with his towards. Li- he also lives with his ex and yeah. his parents. Yeah. It so must his, be worse. if you can imagine yeah. <laughs> a worse one. He lives with racist parents and two ex-girlfriends and a goat. So this single guy seems like not that yeah. big of a deal. The worst person you can live with. Don't live, I guess, as a blanket piece of advice for everybody. Don't live with your ex-lover. It can't end well. Right. And as soon as... I, I know a lot of people have, like, money problems. But just figure it out. Because there's always some solution. when Because yeah. people break up and they're like, all right, well... You know, we got this apartment. Neither of us want to move out, so we're just going to make it work. Mm -hmm. Make it work by leaving. Yeah, pretend that's not an option. Yeah. And this is even one one step beyond we lived together and we broke up and we have to stay together for a little bit, which I still don't recommend. Mm -hmm. This is we broke up. I don't even know if they ever lived together. And then nine months later, which doesn't seem like that long, they decide to live together again. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, So go back in time and don't do that what you did. Yeah. Do a different thing that you did. <laughs> Go back in time and don't do that. Yeah, because if you do, it, fun, if you do what you did, slogan. if you do what you did, it won't do. You don't do that, so don't do it again. Go back in time, time and don't do, do that. It. Yeah, go back in That's time. That's a cool name for a podcast, actually. Go back in time and don't do that. Yeah, it's sort of like the Streeters talk talk of shame, which is a really great name. So you know, never mind. But <laughs> yeah, but if you didn't think of that, that would be a good second option. Yeah. By the way, I emailed myself recently to uh, to revisit the podcast idea of the rabbit hole. Oh yeah, which is Carnell's idea. Yeah, uh, that I really want to just somehow bring to life. Do we assign it to somebody? Yeah, I think you have. To, we have to like we need a friend that favorite doesn't have a stoner or smart person. I think Mike's idea was that you get high and read Wikipedia, which is great. But you may maybe you don't even need to get high. Maybe it's just. At some you know person with that type of mind, yeah. And is it? Do you imagine one person or two? I guess it it should probably be just a stoner with a headset. 
microphone. Yeah, I feel like two is kind of the way to go, but you'd really have to get two people who... It's such a hard note to hit because they have to actually be explaining history the, the idea and science is, and like events. They can't just be talking about bullshit. The idea is you get high and then you just start clicking around Wikipedia and you just say the stuff that you're learning. Yeah. So you're like you're reading about you're reading like Batman's Wikipedia and then you like click in to Gotham, then you click into yeah. Marvel, then Stan Lee, yeah. then like where he went to college. And like, right. you know, who fucking knows where and, you from you go from one end yeah. of wikipedia to the other it's like how shit works but instead of spending like 45 minutes on lois and clark i like oh you heard the name jeffrey dahmer did you know he did this this and this like oh i didn't know that about jeffrey dahmer also here's a list of athletes that uh endorsed donald trump that's yeah. kind of interesting exactly <laughs> that's kind of interesting is also that could be the name of every podcast <laughs> because no podcast is uninteresting or very interesting True. It's all kind of interesting. So who who could we host? Who 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 could we get to host this podcast? The rabbit hole, or that's kind of interesting. Uh, if we just call it that's kind of interesting, then maybe we don't have to give Carnell any more credit or anything. Oh, that's good. maybe I could just steal the idea entirely. Yeah, and we'll just delete this. We'll go back <laughs> in time and don't do what we did. Go back uh, in time and don't do that. We would need. Do we need a stoner or do we need just a funny guy? Like, if it was someone like me, not that I think I should do it, but I don't get high a lot, but it might be funny if someone like me got high and did it. Right. It's all, I, Like, if it's a stoner, the weed almost wouldn't affect him that much. Streeter would be a really good guy for it. Right. Uh, or somebody like him who's, like, street, he's really, really funny, but he's also, like, secretly smart. Yeah. Like he loves reading and he loves learning about history and he's right. a great storyteller. Uh-huh. Like, that kind. Streeter should do it. Okay. All right. Streeter, if you're listening, <laughs> quit your other podcast or start another one. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Thank one more sponsor, and then we'll be back. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. 
Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's a that's non-movement that's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it should to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness of a fitnessnah.com. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Hi, we're back. Hola. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're, we are finally going uh, somewhere. We haven't had a live show in a bit. Yeah, we haven't traveled at uh, all, all month since I got back from New York. I haven't done shit. Well, we're starting to get the itch again. Fortunately, uh, during South by Southwest, we're going back to Austin. And it's not just us. Yes, dude. Hell no. South by Southwest, baby. This is a big one. We're bringing some friends, friends. We are having, throwing, creating, created. Join us for uh, the HeadGum podcast Festival? Can we call it a festival? Is Headgumapalooza? Headgumapalooza, the Headgum Podcast Fest, a pod fest, if you will, the Headgum Fest, uh, where we're going to have three shows over two days uh, that'll include not only Jake and mine's podcast, not only If I Were You Live, but uh, several other podcasts on the Headgum Network. Yeah. This is why you're single. Josh's Mind House. Uh, 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 she didn't text back. Black men can't jump. I know I'm forgetting people. Twinovation. Yes. Ideally, uh, high and mighty as well. High and mighty. Uh, the details are about 85 to 95% worked out. Um, but we're bringing as many friends as we possibly can uh, to have live shows. And they're all at the North Door, where we've done a live show before. Yes. Which is an awesome venue. Uh, we'll be at every show. We're only performing at one, but we'll be there. Correct. Hanging and out. Special guests. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know who's going to be coming. Uh, and a lot of these podcasts, this is might be their first um, live podcast. So it's going to be very exciting. Uh, tickets to every show uh, are going to be 20 bucks, and you can buy them at uh, com as of right now. We'll yeah. put the links up there. So the first show uh, Thursday is at 8 p.m., 
which is This Is Why You're Single, Josh's Mindhouse, and something by Kevin Porter, hopefully. Uh, and then the second day, uh, Friday at 3, we're having three live podcasts, High and Mighty, hopefully. Black Man Can't Jump, she didn't text back. And then Friday night at 7, uh, it's going to be Twinovation and Us. Yes. Uh, but like we said, we're only performing at 1. We'll be there, hanging out, saying hi. Uh, tickets just went on sale. So you can snag them up right now. Yeah. If you're, if you're near Austin. Uh, Do it now because we're about to... I think we're the first podcast to announce this show, but all of the other podcasts are going to start pushing the tickets too. Right. So and buy your tickets quick because we sold out last time we were in Austin. Yeah. The theater's not terribly big. I think it's only like 250 seats. So the, this, the shows will sell out. Don't worry about that. Okay. Just, just, just Okay, North Door. Just get your fucking tickets now is what we're saying. Just so we can start looking forward to the shows rather than stress out about the tickets. Yeah. And it's for, you know, if you live near Austin or if you're just going to be in South by for the fun funsies. Uh, or if you live in Kansas. I'm never going to come do a show there. Is that a guarantee? I'll guarantee it. Well, what about Lawrence, Kansas? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm planning on retiring to Lawrence. What about uh, Kansas? Oh, you'll do Kansas City, but only the Missouri side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys live in <clears throat> Texas, just drive your ass to this show. Is it's going to be a fun party, crazy atmosphere. It's our first podcast fest. We're going to do our best to make it a fun time, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to see you there. Yeah. Uh, again, all the information and all the tickets and all the links and all this stuff is going to be at ifireyoushow.com. And then hopefully we'll inundate as many uh, Twitter and Facebook feeds as possible uh, later on. But this is the first you're hearing about it. The first we've ever announced it. So you, you've heard it here first. That's what's up. Um, bup, 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 bup. Oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say we're not doing anything in February. We should do something in February, too, just for fun. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to go to uh, Santa Barbara, and they jacked it. They yeah. jacked us up. They yeah. told us not to come anymore. Yeah, they, they, they said, your kind's not wanted around here yeah. no more. So where could we go? I don't know. We should do like a tweet-up or the equivalent of a Snapchat meet-up or something somewhere oh, in L.A. Fun. Oh, how about just like a hike in Griffith Park? Oh, that's really fun and healthy, too. Yeah. I've been talking about, for a while, just trying to do some sort of... Obama, Michelle Obama initiative type thing, you know? We should do that. We should, like, announce something on Snapchat and be like, hey, we're going to be here. Come yeah. on by or something. Let's all go on a hike in Griffith Park together. Uh, Jake's Snapchat is JakeDeman85. And yours is JakeDeman85. No, mine's Amir Bloom. Huh? Yours is Jake. I want to double the promotion. I don't know if you <laughs> noticed. <laughs> I did. That's why. <laughs> of course, See why I, I instantly called you out, man. That's why we're talking about it. That's why you said, I don't know if you noticed. It's like because Hitler I saying, noticed. I wanted all the Jews dead. I don't know if you noticed. Of course we noticed. That's why you That's blew your a... brains out in the bunker, you dumbass. That's fucking it. fuck Hitler. I'm serious, dude. I'll take that stance, too, like, man. Like, no way, Hitler, Jose. He was a I don't fucking herb, so. dude. He really was. He was such a coward little prick he asshole. He was a tool bag. He was a little... He, he was, was a douche little bitch. Yeah, he was a little bitch. And even people who were like trying to give him credit, like, oh, he was a great public speaker. No way. Like, what the well, he, fuck are you talking about? He was loud and he was good, but yeah. he wasn't not for well, the right people, reasons. Yeah, like, are you a good public speaker if you just yell hate all the time? I don't think so, dude. You, yeah. Like, Hitler's we disagree a, on that one thing, but you overall, think you you think Hitler was a good public speaker? I think he's a yeah. whiny ass little bitch. No, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> 
You're defending him. And actually, a lot of his shit got way blown out of proportion. We don't have to talk about that. Um, I actually stand with my little dude. <laughs> my little dude. Little Hitler. What a weird cartoon that is to pitch. Um, shall we answer? Did we get the Lewis Loops to crochet us a Hitler? Oh, that's a, actually the, the Dave one that he got. Looks like he has a little mustache. A little, yeah, it's not quite a Hitler mustache. But. That'd be a good question. Would he crochet a Hitler? I guess if you if you donate to his Kickstarter, you'd have to. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just as a kind of a slap in the face. Yeah. I gave you money, and now you have to crochet the worst human. <laughs> he should just crochet, like, he should do a World War II memorabilia set. <laughs> so it'd be, like, Hitler, and then also a little FDR and a little crocheted wheelchair. Yeah, and a Winston Churchill. Oh, uh, that's a cute little idea, like a little crocheted, like you said, World War II memorabilia set. Yeah. D-Day, Normandy. <laughs> yeah. The like. Of course. Some dead soldiers or a, something. A kamikaze pilot. Um, now let's segue from the, uh, the most, the deadliest travesty the world has ever seen to this very specific, minute, uh, last question about someone who, uh, uh, is having second thoughts about tattooing himself. As you should. Winston Churchill writes, I'm 18 years old and a senior in high school going to college next year, and I have an idea for a tattoo that I want to get, but I'm scared about making such a permanent decision even though I really like the idea. It's nothing I think I'll be embarrassed of, just a short, meaningful phrase that I think what I would get on the inside of my wrist where I could hide it with a watch if I needed to for work. I really never thought I would get a tattoo, but I've been drawn to the idea of just one Simple and significant message lately. If I follow through with this, I don't think I'll do it until after my freshman year of college to make sure that I still want it. But I was wondering what other advice you have as far as making sure that you're making a good decision. I know Jake has some tattoos that he may or may not regret, (laughs) and I figured you might be able to help. Also, how would you tell your mom you've done this uh, if you don't think she'll particularly be happy about it? Is it best to wait until after doing it or tell her before? She will not change my mind if I decide to do it. And I know she would try to talk me out of it and maybe even be madder if I did it against her will. But I don't, th- but I don't want her to think I'm going behind her back if I don't tell her first. Thanks for the help. Love, Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. Okay. Lot to digest here. Yes. Uh initial reaction uh short meaningful phrases <laughs> often make very bad tattoos yeah i'll say that right off the uh, right right off the bat uh-huh like a follow your heart yeah or uh or all good things are wild and free uh that's actually it's what that's one of my favorite short ones all good things are wild and free yeah all good things on are my ribs yeah or something tasteful that I On can cover neck. with a watch or a necklace. Yeah. Watch is yeah. If you're already thinking about ways to cover it up, then like just don't get it. Yeah, I think tattoos can only look cool if you're gonna go all out and like do a full sleeve to the point where it almost doesn't matter what each individual tattoo is. Like you never look at a sleeve and you're like, oh, that one's a star. That's kind of lame. Like if I just had a like a a star. 
on my bicep, you would be like, oh, weird. You just have a, a star tattoo right there. I feel bad because Carnell has a star tattoo on his wrist. I have a butterfly on my wrist. So I'm not fucking, I'm not trying to throw stones at the glass house. You also but, have a tattoo that you're actively trying to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that too. Okay. <laughs> but if you have that too. Oh. That too. A tattoo for that. What is that, you ask? That's a great question. That is fat. <laughs> a fat too. That too is a tattoo. Okay. How so? That's, I'll tell you how so. That's enough, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're hyperventilating, man. You're breaking out in hives. Matt too can have a tattoo. <laughs> a fat too on that too. And that too that you see, that number two, that too is a tattoo. I got a tattoo of poo poo. Where are you? Why don't you? You sat too. <laughs> you sat too. That is tattoo. Uh, what okay. were you saying? Uh, if you have, so I'm saying if you have like just a single tattoo on your arm, it doesn't look at, like break apart any tattoo on a sleeve. You, it usually it feels like it would probably be a lame tattoo. Right. You kind of have to have a bunch of tattoos to look cool with tattoos. Is my opinion. Also, people that just get a bunch of tattoos and don't give a fuck are the kind of cool people that don't get called out for having their tattoos, and people who obsess over a tattoo and like seek their mother's permission and eventually get one that they cover up with a watch are the kind of people that regret the tattoo. Yeah. It seems like every single tattoo is not worth getting. Like a single one tattoo. You have to, that's why you have to get a fucking part of a bigger thing. Yeah. And then you're like, why'd you get tattooed? Like, no, you don't even get to add, don't, then you get so many tattoos that you're, (laughs) that people are afraid to talk to you. Yeah. Because you're like a fucking cool looking biker guy. You're a canvas of a man. Suddenly you're a canvas man. You can be neat when you look this sweet. You're a canvas man. (laughs) That's why I want to get a tattoo. Of what? A TI-83 plus (laughs) on my asshole. (laughs) Kind of (laughs) cool. You would never get a tattoo. No, but like, do you know anybody with one tattoo and that one tattoo is so great that is this, that was a good decision to have one? Um, I really like Sarah Schneider's tattoo. Yeah, but that's a girl. She's got one tattoo. Yeah, but that's a woman. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I'm mean, not off the top of my head, but I'm sure some people have like a single cool tat- tattoo in a good spot. And if you want to hide it from work, don't put it on your wrist. That's like almost the most exposed something can be. That's like, it would be covered, it, that uh, uh, that tattoo wouldn't even be covered with yeah. a full body wetsuit. I do think, like, if you're, it's he's at least smart that he's got, he's going to wait a year. Yeah. You might still want it in a year, so I would advise waiting a year and then not getting it. <laughs> yeah. So do the thing where you wait a year, because that seems to be the maximum amount of time we can ask you, you to defer. If you end up getting it, go back in time and yeah, don't, don't do, do it. <laughs> and then just quickly, uh, you're getting a tattoo removed. Do you want to go over what that process is just in case uh, this guy thinks he can just yeah. snap and get rid of it one day? Right. So I, at the same exact time as this guy is contemplating getting his tattoo. 2 p.m. Uh, in his life. Oh, okay. At 18. Yeah. Before college. Of course. I got my first tattoo. A butterfly. A butterfly. On your wrist. On my wrist. And... Did you I, tell your mother beforehand? I did tell my mother beforehand, but she was cool with it. I think my sister had already gotten a tattoo. So okay. they were like, F- it was fine. My dad wasn't pumped about it. Yeah. Uh, but I regretted the butterfly tattoo maybe a year or two after. Wished I didn't get it. 
but at the, you know, when I was getting the butterfly tattoo, I was also imagining I was going to be covered in tattoos. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's okay if I don't like this one. That's when I got a tribal sun tattoo on be- my ankle. Because why get a butterfly if he doesn't have the sun to fly towards? Yeah. You want so I'm just thinking. There's, I mean, there's no logic behind the tribal sun tattoo. It's just a just a symbol that you saw at a tattoo parlor when you wanted another tattoo. My friends were getting a tattoo. Um, one of my friends was getting uh, the Basque uh, symbol from like a Spanish flag, of Basque course. country. Yeah, he was born and raised in Hamden. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Which was fine for him at the time. I wanted. I think he has like several Spain tattoos on his body. I uh-huh. love Eddie. Eddie got a good man. <laughs> uh, and my other friend was getting a tattoo the word imagine written on her ankle i think she may regret that tattoo sure i I got the tribal sun anyway these things these decisions like you you think you your life's gonna go one way yeah (laughs) and and turns out when you're 30 years old you're like oh i kind of don't want to wear shorts today because somebody (laughs) might see the tribal sun on my ankle and now I decided that I'm just going to remove the tribal sun because I've got the means. And why on earth am I going to let 18-year-old me lord over what my ankle looks like for the rest of my life? That little piss ant so is trying just, to sabotage me. I'm going to be the adult that I am and throw some money at it and it'll go away. Just rub some cash on it and eventually it'll disappear. So anyway, it costs like $500. Uh-huh. And I have to go eight times to a clinic in Los Angeles where they rub it with cream that's supposed to make it um, sort of like a a little numbing cream. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how... If, if the numbing cream either works and the laser is still insanely painful or the, the numbing cream doesn't work at all and it's sort of a placebo that is after, ineffective. Because after the cream, they what? They zap it with a laser it feels uh-huh. like a thousand rubber bands smacking against <laughs> your your skin your it's ankle just, it's hot it feels like she's soldering your bone yeah it's incredibly painful it's like the only t- i you know i'm just like oh yeah oh oh <laughs> it's so painful and uh yeah and it takes eight sessions and it eventually will go away and can you do those eight sessions in a week or two? Oh, you have to go every six <laughs> weeks because it's such a, it takes such a toll on your skin. Got it. It's, uh, so yeah, after that, you, it sort of has to heal for six so, weeks, then they can do it again. And then what happens? Does it disappear? Or does your body sort of grow new skin? Is it scabbing? I guess, well, they explained it to me that like, they're basically liquefying the so what they said is like everything in my skin is like actually trying to break apart the ink and pull it off my skin Uh but the ink is all like dried and it's crusted it's in this place forever so they heat it to such an insane temperature they like melt it again and then uh the cells in my skin can sort of uh, continue that process of like pulling it apart so dude if you're listening uh, you can either one day go through that, or you can go back in time, which is cur- this current day, you listening to yourself right now. Imagine a 30-year-old you bursting through the door and said, don't do that. Yeah. That's what's, that. We're that guy. We're you from the future, imploring you not to do it. Or we're sort of telling you there is a get out of jail for $500 card. Yeah. Where as nothing as is you, really permanent. You spend the money and you experience the pain. It can go away. Because I saw my uh, tattoo technician person has 
had the exact same tribal son, slightly bigger on the inside of her ankle. <gasps> and she showed me what happens. And it's gone. Just the sun has set. Can't even see it. <laughs> Can't even see it. She now has a moon tattoo on, on her, her lower back. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Uh, I'm right. getting the same one. <laughs> on my face. <laughs> I'm going to look like the moon guy from McDonald's commercials. Uh, all right. That's all we have to say about that for now. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday of this week. If you have your own questions or your own theme song submissions, that email to email is the email to end all emails is if I were you show at gmail.com. Shit, I was hosting the show. What happened? Oh, yeah. You when did I lose it? the reins? Uh, really early on, you asked me to take it back. Yeah. That first theme song was from Joseph Signa. Joseph Signa. This last one is from Shirley, which is a free falling uh, cover. Oh, dope i love free falling yeah dude uh if you once again if you're in near around or just want to fucking make a trip to austin yeah dude we're fucking going from la so to be a part of the first headgum podcast festival headgum palooza uh all that links all the info is at com. see you guys very soon later Toda. That was a HeadGum Podcast.